This is the Ross Developers Podcast, episode 71. The Ross Developers Podcast, the Ross Developers. The Ross Developers Podcast, the Ross Developers. Hello, ROS developers, and welcome to the ROS Developers Podcast, the program, the podcast that gives you insights from the experts about how to program your robots with ROS. This is Ricardo Tellez from The Construct, and today I would like to dedicate this episode to all those people that were impressed by that TV series. Do you remember? Many years ago, it was called The Night Rider. So you know that about that autonomous car named Kit, which had a lot of adventure with his owner, Michael Knight, and they were solving crimes everywhere. And I was watching that and I was influenced by that car and how could it be possible to move it around autonomously? And uh, then I was impressed, really impressed. That, I think that that influenced my, my career to, to go to, into artificial intelligence and robotics. And I'm pretty sure that many other people out there, you listeners, you were also impressed and influenced by this TV series. So if that's your case, this episode is dedicated to you. Okay, so today we are going to talk about the AutoWare Foundation and how this foundation is pushing forward the creation of self-driving cars powered by ROS. But before going into that, let me remind you about our ROS Online Academy. Uh, that's the academy that the construct uh, we have created for uh, teaching you about ROS. So it's called the Robot Ignite Academy, and we provide a complete ROS learning path for beginners. So we start by teaching you Linux and Python for robotics, and then we continue teaching you all the basic ROS concepts required to become a ROS developer. And we conclude the course with uh, teaching you how to build your own robots and how to Rossify it. Check it, the course link that I will put on the show notes. Okay, so now, now let me introduce you Joshua Whitley. Joshua is the software architect at the AutoWare Foundation, and he's been at that position since February this year. He has also five years of experience developing software for autonomous robots. And he's also one of the teachers of the uh, course about self-driving cars with ROS and AutoWare that is being released along these weeks uh, during the confinement. So it's my pleasure to introduce you, Joshua. Welcome to the podcast, to, to the podcast Joshua. <laughs> Very nice to be here. Okay, very good. So, yeah, so uh, you are one of the teachers of the course that we are doing, uh, preparing for uh, the teaching people how to build self-driving cars using AutoWare and ROS. And w which subject are you teaching in this course? Uh, so I'm going to be covering two subjects, um, AutoWare 101, which kind of gives you a background on the AutoWare Foundation and the AutoWare projects that we develop, and also localization. Um, oh. So figuring out how to uh, figure out where you are relative to a map or a reference frame. 
Okay, great. Great. So keep uh, it posted to all the channels, AutoWare channels, uh, Apex AI, the Construct channels, all those channels, because we are going to be uh, uh, announcing as the course progresses and we publish the new courses. And uh, yeah, so uh, related to your uh, to your main position at present. So you have changed recently to work with for, for the AutoWare Foundation. So how, how was that? Uh, I am really excited to be working for the foundation. Um, it's uh, my first uh, job working for a project that is completely open source. Um, my previous position was with autonomous stuff. And uh, at Autonomous Stuff, I, I did a lot of excellent work in software development, in hardware development, um, and uh, autonomous vehicles. And some of that work was in the open source space. Um, but my heart is really in the open source community. And uh, working with the AutoWare Foundation as a member through Autonomous Stuff, uh, I got a lot of exposure to AutoWare AI and a little bit to AutoWare Auto. Um, so I contacted the AutoWare Foundation. I found out that this position was available with them. Um, we went through all of the rigmarole and I was hired as the software architect. Oh, great. But so you mentioned here a lot of, uh, of uh, words, so maybe that are new to the people. So we are going to be covering all of them along this podcast. But first, the first one that you have to define. So what, what is the AutoWare Foundation and what is its goal? Absolutely. So the AutoWare Foundation is a nonprofit organization that was uh, created in Japan. Uh, and it's based on a set of projects that were originally created by uh, Tier 4, which is a, another autonomous vehicle company in Japan. Um, and Tier 4 is one of the founding members of the foundation. Mm -hmm. So the foundation is a member-based organization. Um, membership is uh, you essentially pay dues as a member, and you can do that as an individual or as an organization. Okay. And all of the members have a say about the projects that are being developed by the foundation and how those move forward and are developed. Okay, so the benefits of the members is to decide the direction in which which projects the foundation is founding. Is, is that right? Yeah, absolutely. So contributing to the projects um, is completely open source. Anyone can, can be involved in contributing to any of the AutoWare projects. But uh, if you would like, uh, we have a technical steering committee which decides the direction in which those projects are going to go and the, the high-level decisions about how they're being developed. And if you would like a seat on the technical steering committee to make those decisions, uh, then you need to become a member. Okay, but those projects have to be, they, can't they be about anything in, the, in open source or do they have to be directed into a specific direction, like for example, autonomous cars? Right. So the foundation was was initially created to to handle uh, three projects that are part of the foundation right now: um, AutoWare.ai, AutoWare.auto, and AutoWare.io. And currently, all of those are focused uh, specifically in the area of autonomous vehicles. Um, we are not completely opposed to working in in other areas, but that's a, that's kind of a decision of the board of directors of the foundation. 
the majority of the experience of the board of directors is in the autonomous vehicle space. And that's really uh, kind of where our charter leads us. Okay, so uh, maybe I can say that uh, the current preferences of the Autoware Foundation are towards self-driving cars, but they are not close to any other type of open source uh, projects. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it, it will probably always be around uh, robotics or robotic uh, uh, control, but uh, we contribute to other projects as well. Um, some of the uh, I do contributions to some of the core ROS modules and mm. um, some of the, uh, the the secondary things that you may have seen, like the pipeline and uh, Velodyne drivers, that sort of thing. Uh -huh. Okay, so you mentioned that about uh, three different projects that at present are being developed at the AutoWare. Can, can you describe them and what are they about? Yeah, absolutely. So as I mentioned earlier, um, one of the founding members of the AutoWare Foundation was Tier 4, and Tier 4 developed uh, an open source self-driving vehicle stack. So a set of modules that when built up and used together can be used to drive a self-driving vehicle. Yeah. And, and based on that, ROS, right? Yes, yes, absolutely. Based on ROS1. ROS1. Um, and that project is now known as AutoWare.ai. Okay. So AI was the foundation of the projects that the, uh, the foundation works on. And it was originally developed by a set of uh, student PhD students at Nagoya University in Japan. Hmm. So the second project um, that was started by the foundation is Autoware.auto. And Autoware.auto is a ROS2 based complete rewrite of Autoware.ai. Hmm. And the original goals of Autoware.ai uh, were just to get an open source stack out there that people could develop on, add features to, and, and test out on their own. But it wasn't necessarily targeted at real-time applications or uh, they didn't have a specific safety plan in place, etc. cetera. Um, so Autoware AI ha has grown significantly, but it has not been, uh, it has not been well managed to the point where the, the code base is, is very contiguous and safe and, and all I those see. sorts of things. Um, it's really meant for research and development. Whereas Autoware.auto is a reference implementation that our members and other people can use to kind of see what a self-driving stack might look like if it were made to specific code quality standards and, and safety standards. So both of them, they are maintained at present, then are developed? So yes. and then one, so one our, go ahead. AI is maintained, but uh, at the end of this year, at the end of 2020, uh, we will stop accepting new features, uh -huh. and we will go into a maintenance cycle of two years that will just be bug fixes. Uh -huh. uh, and at that time, we expect that Autoware.auto will have feature parity with Autoware AI. So it will be able to do the majority of the same functionality, but on ROS2 and, yeah. and in a much more organized way. Uh -huh. okay. So uh, we can also say that Autoware.ai, uh, in terms of features, it's, be, it's uh, far be, um, away in the, in, the, in the front. I don't know how to say now in English. So uh, to, to, it's, it's further uh, away from uh, Autoware Auto, which is based on ROS2. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, okay. that's correct. Go ahead. 
So that's because uh, AutoWare Auto is still being developed by the community since mm -hmm. it was uh, intended as a rewrite. Um, we began working on AutoWare.Auto uh, at the middle of last year, I believe was when the development started. And the majority of the development in the beginning was done by a member organization called Apex.AI. Um, and they set up the, the initial architecture and, and started working to, to develop the system. But since then, uh, myself and the, and the broader community have taken over development and now uh, the architecture and the rest of the features to try and make it uh, have parity with Auto A AutoWare AI are being developed completely in the open, completely with the help of the community. Oh, okay, okay. I, I understand now. And then also you also mentioned a third product or a third software that is called AutoWare.io. Can you tell us more about it? What is the difference between the, this I.O. and the other ones, the other two? Yes. So AutoWare.io is an initiative by the foundation to uh, make sure that we have a hardware agnostic uh, layer between AutoWare.auto and the, the hardware that manufacturers produce. So it's a set of um, BSPs and, and firmware and things like that that uh, should be fairly hardware agnostic to allow the AutoWare.auto stack to run on top of a large range of production level hardware um, without having to make major adjustments to the firmware and the operating system and so on to get it to work on that hardware. Okay, but that uh, then I don't understand because I, I, I would suppose that this hardware uh, agnostic layer will be provided already by ROS, isn't it? So the, the major problem is that most uh, production level hardware that's made by, uh, or made by vehicle OEMs or vehicle tier ones mm -hmm. are not made to run generic ROS operating or generic Linux operating systems that can then run ROS. Ah, okay. um, they usually require real-time operating systems, things like uh, QNX or Green Hills or probably a handful of names you've never heard of that, that are meant to run uh, in real-time lockstep uh, fashion so that you can control every CPU cycle and make sure that you're, you're as safe as possible on that type of system. So because of that, it's hard to run something that's intended for a generic Linux operating system like ROS. Uh -huh. So the goal of AutoWare.io is to make layers on top of those uh, those operating systems or, or those pieces of hardware that don't use generic Linux so that we can run AutoWare.Auto on all of those platforms without major changes. Okay, so it would be like a translation layer between the operating system for those devices that they run natively and the mm -hmm. AutoWare Auto that runs on ROS2 and other things. Would be like that? Yes, absolutely. Okay, yep. okay, okay. Okay, then uh, let me see here my other questions. Um, so in uh, all those projects that you have uh, mentioned, uh, which ones are you working on? Um, currently all of them. <laughs> all of them. Um, so I'm, I'm, for quite a while, I've been the, the primary maintainer on AutoWare.ai. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm certainly open to, to anyone else who has a little bit of spare time uh, helping out with the maintainership of any of the projects. But uh, AutoWare.ai um, has 
because people have been moving over to AutoWare Auto and also developing their own forks of AutoWare.ai, uh, there hasn't been a ton of movement on AutoWare AI lately. So uh, I do all of the maintainership's uh, responsibilities for AutoWare AI. Um, and then in AutoWare Auto, I, I focus more of the, the system architect role on the AutoWare Auto development. Okay. So I kind of guide the process to, to help bring together um, modules and experts from different areas to make the stack uh, as cohesive as possible and work more as a, a complete self-driving stack than just individual pieces picked from here and there that, that may not have great uh, interaction together. Okay. Um, and then as far as AutoWare I.O., uh, I mostly handle the um, kind of administrative tasks of, of helping out with the AutoWare hardware group that's that's working to develop AutoWare I.O. Okay, so it's like you are kind of deciding which uh, devices are you going to support in AutoWare.io or you are one of the persons so, in charge. Yeah, so I'm, I have some say in those decisions, but that's mostly uh, a membership organization decision. So okay. the members of the foundation um, help to make those decisions about what hardware will be supported and how we're going to develop uh, the, the hardware abstraction layer to make that work. So that's um, not directly up to me. I, I'm just kind of an administrative support for that portion of it. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Great. And uh, then... Well, let's talk about uh, developing software for autonomous cars using ROS. Okay, so do, so do you see any limitations in ROS, either one or two, for developing software for autonomous cars? You, you mentioned right now one of them, that, which is the, the inability for connecting to those devices, which are uh, that, that are common commonly used in, in autonomous cars, but they don't have... Uh, a connection, a direct driver or the uh, driver into ROS. So you mentioned one, but yeah. any others that you may uh, tell to the audience to understand? Yeah. So um, one of the primary reasons that we that we started the AutoWare Auto project is because ROS one um, ROS one is an excellent system for being flexible and being able to. Uh, interconnect many many nodes that have uh, very little to do with each other as far as functionality, but it was not initially designed to be. Uh, it was it was designed much more for flexibility than for uh, safety critical applications. Mm -hmm. um, because of that, AutoWare Auto is designed on ROS2, and there are still some minor limitations with regard to ROS2 and the DDS system that runs underneath. Um, as far as making it real time, but it is significantly closer to being real time and absolutely safe than than ROS one was. Um, we we do still see some limitations in some of the the RMW implementations in ROS two. So um, DDS uh, has several different flavors available that you can use with ROS two, and some of those are closer to being uh, real time ready and mm. and being functionally safe than others. Um, but we have been working with uh, with the developers of FastRTPS and the developers of Cyclone DDS, uh, two of the, the RMW implementations, to try and get the features and functionality that the industry is looking for um, to make sure that when you put this type of a system in uh, a vehicle that's going to be running many 
tens of kilometers or miles per hour on the highway, that it is functionally safe and you feel comfortable that there aren't going to be any problems under the hood with that type of application. Okay, so then uh, I would say that one of the main problems is to have re really real real time. That's yes, real. Yes. And uh, any other yeah. about security or, for example, for being able to hijack the, the the car itself and make it do some strange things. Yeah, so I will say that I am definitely not a security expert, um, but I but I have experience with uh, the onboard vehicle systems and and working with um, uh, working with manufacturers and OEMs regarding their equipment on the vehicle. Um, as far as security concerns on on the PC running the software that's going to be controlling the vehicle, most of it has to do with the with the attack surface of things like wireless interfaces and. Uh, uh, connected vehicles between cars and that sort of mm. thing, and less to do with the with the onboard security, though that is still a concern. Um, bec mostly because there are systems in the vehicle uh, that are that are much easier access points than than the software stack that's running. So um, there are things like the the media infotainment system and the local CAN bus and things like that that don't quite have the levels of security uh, physically that you would expect on the vehicle. So it's kind of the assumption around the industry at this point that if you have physical access to the vehicle, there are other easier ways that you could that you could make changes to the vehicle rather than going through the, the autonomous driving stack. <laughs> okay, yes. Uh, okay, then uh, let me see another question. So um, developing, uh, still developing for autonomous cars using ROS and so on. So what is the role of simulations in the development of software for autonomous cars? Yeah, uh, especially given uh, our, our current um, economic and, and situation with, with the, uh, the coronavirus, um, simulation matters a lot, uh, especially in our development process. So currently, Autoware.auto uh, and Autoware.ai are capable of connecting to the LG SVL simulator, uh, which is developed by LG. Um, we also are capable of connecting to the Karma simulator, um, and, and we're adding more day by day. And we are currently working on a, uh, a demonstration that we plan to do. Um, we don't have a timeline for it right now, obviously, because of the, the whole stay at home thing. But uh, we will be doing a demonstration in the near future of an autonomous valet parking uh, demo. And we'll be doing that with Autoware.auto. Um, and we've been testing everything so far in simulation to make sure that uh, things move as the way we'd expect and behave the way we'd expect. Obviously, there will still be differences on the real vehicle. And as soon as we can get access to a real vehicle um, with a person that can, that can legally drive around right now, uh, then we will be doing on-vehicle testing. But so far, everything has been done in simulation, and it's been working pretty well. Oh, great. I, I have seen some images of that simulation that Dejan from Apex AI, he, he sent me. Yeah. And uh, so do you have any video that we can share with the audience, maybe, is, uh, that is yeah. publicly available? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so we, we try to do everything in the public's uh, vision. So um, everything we do is on is currently on GitLab. Um, we, we are moving some of that back to GitHub very soon, um, but currently everything is still on GitLab. And um, I'll put a link 
uh, send a link to you that you can put in the video in the description on the, here on the um, show to all of videos. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. Yeah, that would be awesome. Just to, to for the people to have an idea what these car parking uh, task uh, it's about and how it's the current status of of that autonomous vehicle, and and then so. Can you tell us, so for people who is interested on developing with, because you mentioned that those projects are open source. So that means that anybody can download it and start developing for the project itself, or they can fork it and do their own project. So for those people that would like to develop by themselves, some things for autonomous cars, so which previous knowledge do you think it's required to develop for those projects? So um, the, the major one is familiarity with ROS and C++. So uh, we, we primarily develop in C++ because it's uh, more deterministic than, yeah. than Python or C Sharp or any of the other languages that are supported by, by ROS2. Um, but beyond that, it kind of depends on, on what you'd like to add to the, to the autoware stack. So um, if you'd like to add a new method for localization, um, or if you'd like to add uh, a new uh, method for state estimation or, or perception or any of the modules that we're currently working on, um, you, uh, you really just need to do some research in that area or, or have a little background in that area. Um, but beyond that, everything is is pretty standard uh, C plus plus fourteen and um, and ROS. We are always willing, yeah, and ROS, yeah, obviously, and and we're always willing to help people uh, with contributions. It's not like we do have fairly high quality uh, quality standards for what goes into autoware.auto, but uh, we will accept merge requests from pretty much anybody and and help them to make it to to the level of quality that we're looking for. Okay, great. So all the audience there of the podcast, uh, you know, if you are interested in starting developing autonomous cars, then this is a very, very good chance because you have a lot of the basic stuff already made. So, so you can start seeing very quickly, uh, first in simulation, and then maybe in the future, if you get a car, then you can use a car. But on the simulation, also, you can install the simulation, you can install all this software and start developing your own algorithms or, or make a contribution in one specific point, like uh, uh, like um, Joshua has mentioned about uh, localization, for example, because it's your subject, yeah, right? Is it? Yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, I recommend going to, to autoware.org. And at the top of the website, there, there are a set of links there, including links to each of the projects. And then once you go to a specific project like autoware.auto, uh, you can have a direct link to the, uh, the GitLab page uh, for the project for Autoware Auto. Okay. Okay, great. So I will put those links on the show notes. So uh, audience, you can easily find them and, and go straight. And remember that the, uh, Joshua mentioned that you can also do pull requests with your features and uh, they will be taken into account. That would be great if the community can help them develop this uh, faster and, and and bigger with more features and, and better code. Okay, so we are reaching our the end of the, the podcast. So before finishing, so what are the future plans for the AutoWare Foundation? You mentioned before about stopping accepting new features for AutoWare.ai and starting oh. a period of two years. 
uh, of bug solving, but can you tell us uh, something, maybe a secret project that you are developing or uh, something else that could be interesting for the audience? So the, the main goal with autoware.auto right now is to, is to complete our first, um, what's called an operational design domain, um, which is a, a, a scenario or a set of use cases that, uh, that we're specifically targeting to make sure that the, the features of the software match up with, uh, with that uh, use case, right? Um, and our current use case is the, is the automated valet parking demonstration. Um, and we have a set of milestones on, on the GitLab site that, that line up with all the features that we're trying to add currently. Um, our current milestone focuses mostly on uh, navigation and planning. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, the, the next operational design domain is still open. So in the technical steering committee, they make the decision about what comes next. And if you're interested in becoming a member and having a say in that, uh, check out autoware.org for, for our membership levels and fees. Um, so anybody yeah, can, can apply to, to be a member? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so for there, there's an individual membership all the way up to uh, major organizations. Uh-huh, okay, okay. Okay, great. So that's all here for today. So I think that we have got a, a good introduction to what is AutoWare and the projects that they are developing and how can we as Ross developers act and start creating our autonomous cars using this excellent software. So thank you very much, Joshua, for being at the podcast. Thanks for having me, Carter. Okay, and then that's all for today. But before finishing, I would like to remind you that our goal is to achieve the 10x increase in the number of listeners. And how can we achieve that? Only with your help, listeners. So if you like the podcast, please help us reach that goal. And how can you do it? Well, recommend us to your colleagues, give us five stars on iTunes or Stitcher, and write a review on iTunes of Stitcher. That will be very useful for, for us. And now, yes, that is all for today. Stay tuned and see you the next week with a new lesson from the experts. And until then, keep pushing your Ross learning. <laughs>